This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Super Bowl podcast where there is no disqualifications on the topics and falls count anywhere. I am your host, Priest, and September has been an incredible month for wrestling. A lot has happened with PWA, some great matches with Night Champions and Raw followed after Night Champions, a few rumors are still running around, and we even have some good news of our own. You know, September was always a favorite month of mine, you know, with it being my birthday in there and the start of fall. But this year has made September even better. So let's get on point with some of these topics, starting off with some good news. Sleeper Hole is teaming up with 217 Radio, a local internet radio station. We are so excited about this team up starting in October, as we will also be moving to weekly episodes. So get ready as October is going to be the dawn of many incredible changes. So there have been some rumors in the media which have some underlining truths about them. The first one is about the potential movie Crossface. The movie is based around Matthew Randazzo's book Ring of Hell, which focuses on the wrestler Chris Benoit. Whereas we all thought the movie would focus on Chris Benoit's highlights, it has recently been confirmed that the focus is on the tragic double murder and suicide and what looks to be an attempt not only to make it a thriller-like movie, but also make a jab at the wrestling industry. Although it is still in the air on whether or not Lee Schreiber is going to be playing the role of Chris Benoit, it has been confirmed that the film is not being backed by the WWE, which is really a smart move on their part. I'm not going to go into details of the tragedy here, that's for another show, but I will say this, let the tragedy go. If you're going to speak of the deceased, especially after so long, talk out of fondness and of positive notes. No matter how you slice this, Chris Benoit was a good wrestler in the ring, so let's focus on that, okay? Speaking of movies and film, There has been a lot of talk lately on the WWE making a documentary that is well overdue. I'm talking about Owen, Heart of Gold, which is scheduled to release on December 8th. Trust me, I'm going to be buying this. We are able to have the opportunity to honor the great wrestler and youngest son of Stu and Helen's 12 children. He actually was the youngest of all 12 as well. Owen unfortunately did leave us all way too soon at the age of 34 when an accident with his rigging caused him to fall to his death during the 1999 Over the Edge pay-per-view. Bitter and hurt, and at the time justifiably, Owen's widowed Martha sued the WWE and has done everything in her power, even to this day, to keep Owen from even being mentioned by the WWE. With that said... Martha is not only backing up this documentary, she's actually accusing the WWE of exploiting the tragedy 
reopening wounds for a commercial gain and not letting Owen rest in peace. Now, here's my thought. Has Martha even thought of what the self-glorified King of Hearts would have wanted? From all the stories I have read and listened to, Owen was always full of life, full of love, and a very positive individual. He loved the wrestling world. There are so many funny stories about him from his family and friends that would be a crime not to make a documentary to share Owen's life in and out of the ring. Also, could this mean that Owen will finally have a chance to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which he has been long overdue? Alright, for the last rumor, there has been talk that even though ZZ did not win the Tough Enough competition, he has actually signed a contract with the WWE. Now, Zizi was a huge fan favorite that gradually gained the love of trainers and management. At first, it was thought by many in the WWE that Zizi was just and tough enough for quick fame and exposure and having no dedication. He already did have reality shows of his own before WWE's Tough Enough. But what was really great is that Zizi proved them wrong as an emotional fire was lit underneath him, especially after his buddy Patrick had left. The main support of this rumor is that Zizi has been seen entering the Performance Center as of recently. Here at the Sleeper Hold Podcast, we strongly believe in helping others. Therefore, we have decided to feature a charity every quarter that we are supporting and invite you to support as well. Following his induction into this year's WWE Hall of Fame, we have decided to make our first charity, Connor's Cure. Head on over to our website at thesleeperhold.com and click on Connor's Cure on the right side of the page for more information. Alright, so keeping on page with wrestling, starting first with the national, I want to talk about some stuff that's gone down recently. So we had Night of Champions this past Sunday, and it was a great pay-per-view if you ask me. So I want to kind of talk up a little bit about that and get some of my opinions out there. You know, we had the kickoff. It had Stardust and the Alliance, who went up against Lucha Dragons and Neville. Stardust and the Alliance did win. It was a great kickoff match, in my opinion. We also had Kevin Owens, who defeated Ryback for the Intercontinental Championship. And normally, I'm not a big Kevin Owens fan. I hate the arrogance and the personality of him. But he really portrayed a great technical wrestler. I can't take anything away from him on that match. Still has a lot to grow on me about with personality-wise. The athleticism and what he did in that ring, Kevin Owens really finally stepped up and showed me what he was capable of. So hats off to you, Kevin Owens. Dolph Ziggler beat Rusev. That match has kind of been drawn out. I think the soap opera is getting to be way too much. Although I do like the way that one ended with Summer Rae being kicked out from ringside, getting mad, throwing a shoe at the referee, but she missed the referee and hit Rusev instead, which caused Rusev to be slightly stunned and shocked, leaving him open for Ziggler to do the zigzag. Uh, New Day defeated Dudley Boys. Didn't really care. I, I love the tag team division, but I feel like it keeps going from looking really good to looking like crap, looking really good to looking like crap. It, it's not steady like it used to be back in the Attitude Era or even before then. Charlotte had a leg injury during her match against Nikki Bella. She ended up like pulling her leg while she was outside the ring 
and it seems like that's going to be a good target for the Divas Champion to defeat the challenger. However, Charlotte did end up on top and became the new Divas Champion. Congratulations, Charlotte. Whether or not you're the daughter of Ric Flair, you have earned that title, and you have earned being the champion and the woman of the WWE. So, hats off to you. Wyatt family went up against Ambrose Reigns and their special tag team partner, who nobody knew about, which was Chris Jericho. Really a lot of good hype there. I was happy to see Chris Jericho. Um, he had a big feud with Bray Wyatt for a while there, and also I'm a big Chris Jericho fan. But I knew it would be really a shame if the Wyatt family lost after showing so much dominance with their newest member. So it was no surprise that the Wyatt family did defeat Ambrose Reigns and Jericho. John Cena defeated Seth Rollins for the U.S. title. They had a pretty good match. Definitely a match that you could see two seasoned people and two very skilled athletes really work each other up and did a great job. Right after that match, Seth Rollins did have to defend his title against Sting for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins did win that, and there's a few concerns on that. We're going to get to that in a little bit because Sting had gone through a table and it was not cleared and possibly hit his head on one of the monitors, as well as a really hard powerbomb to the turnbuckle, which literally caused whiplash as well as some back injury. But we're going to get to that in just a second because I want to finish off for my night champions that Sheamus almost came in and cashed in right after Seth Rollins beat Sting, but he was interrupted by the return of the demon Kane. So, really good way to end up night champions. As for Sting, he has been confirmed that he has an injury. WWE is not releasing too much information, but there have been other sources that have mainly pointed out that his injury seems to be around the neck in the back area. Again, possibly from that table or the corner powerbomb. However, doctors and Sting himself have been saying that he's very good and very healthy for his age, and they do expect him to have a pretty smooth and possibly speedy recovery, so he should be back in the ring sometime soon. Right after Night of Champions, the following day, which was yesterday, we had Raw. It started out with a brawl between the Wyatts, Reigns, Ambrose, and then Randy Orton. First match was Neville and the Lucha Dragons, who defeated the Astral Alliance of Stardust and the uh, Ascension. I do apologize because the Night Champions did say Stardust and the Alliance. I was thinking the Astral Alliance. But yeah, Stardust and the Ascension do create the Astral Alliance. And honestly, I like Stardust. I'm a big fan of him. I love the way he's now in this new style of Embrace the Strange and comic booky. And I think he's really gotten something good going on there with teaming up with Ascension. Uh, we also saw a chipper corporate cane. And that was kind of scarier than any demon cane. Uh, Ryback, although distracted by his uh, defeat against Kevin Owens and having Kevin Owens at ringside, he did defeat Bo Dallas. Then we had Charlotte's celebration of being the Divas Champion, which was rudely interrupted and ruined by the party pooper Paige. I don't know what got into her system, but she really was a big downer on that moment. Kind of made me take her from being my number two favorite Diva to going, what's going on with you? Um, right after that, though, Charlotte did have to go against Brie Bella in a simple, quick match. She again had her leg targeted, which was no surprise, but she did pull off a win with yet again another figure eight, so Charlotte did defeat Brie Bella in a great match. Sheamus defeat Mark Henry. 
New Day tagged up with Rusev and they defeated the Dudleys and Dolph Ziggler. Naomi went up against my girl Natalia and actually won. Um, if it wasn't for the assist of the rest of Team Bad, though, I truly believe that Natalia would have won that one, so I am kind of irked that my girl got screwed out of a match. Big Show did defeat Cesaro, and then we had the main event where John Cena did defend his U.S. title and defeated Seth Rollins, where right after was another big hyped-up moment where the demonic cane appeared through the ring, right, through the canvas, actually, and grabbed a hold of Rollins after chasing him a little bit and dragging him under the ring into Rollins' own personal health. So we've talked a little bit about the rumors, we talked about the hype that's going on with us and the great news, but I'm so excited about that. We even talked about United Champions in Raw, but we can't forget about all the great stuff that's going on here locally. And what I'm talking about is Pinfall Wrestling Association. First of all, two weeks ago, we had a show in Jacksonville with Pinfall Wrestling Association called No One Survives. In there, Derek Moss defended his regional championship against Nelson Six. John Magnus did go and defeat Schlitzky, or Schlitzy. The alliance, which involves John Magnus and Michael Shard, did go up against my guy, Roscoe, and his tag team partner, Wolf. Now, these kids, Roscoe and Wolf, they've got some skill, and I see them going places. This is only the beginning for them. They are going to go to great lengths and great measurements when it comes to this stuff. Um, the Alliance did win, unfortunately, but of course, being the Alliance, they didn't do it as clean as a real good champion would. They kind of played dirty. No surprise. One match that was hard for me to cheer for was seeing Benz go up against Phage. Uh, as everybody knows, I am a fan of Phage. I love those type of characters. And Benz is just an awesome guy. I am a good big fan of Benz as well. And Benz did actually end up on top, and he won that match. Uh, Guy Smith defended his heavyweight championship and defeated Brent Dunn for the main event at No One Survives. This past Saturday, we had the Day of Reckoning at Lanphier High School, Springfield, Illinois. First of all, we had a new commissioner was announced, which was Spencer Powers. Which, you know, if you ask me, it's a good move. Spencer Powers, yeah, he's a little crazy. But in order to keep people in line, you gotta be a little crazy. So, Spencer Powers, welcome to your new role. You got my vote. I'm rooting for you, man. We had the new man, Cody, uh, Cody Morton, came in and he actually defeated Ian McManus. So, welcome to the wrestling world, Cody, and congratulations on your match. Kind of a bum, because I'm a fan of Ian McManus. Also a new guy, Ryan Matthews, won against Moondog Pongo by means of disqualification. Moondog used his femur-like bone that he has with him every time he comes to the ring and attacked Ryan Matthews middle of the match. So that caused Moondog to lose the match. Um, another new young gun, the brother of Cody Morton, that would be David Morton, came to the ring. Unfortunately, though, he lost against Bradley Stevens III, but again, welcome to PWA and welcome to the wrestling world. We had, at PWA's Day of Reckoning, the man scout Jake Manning arrive as a guest. Of course, he ran his mouth and talked smack to all the fans. Thankfully, he got himself 
a major defeat as he lost to my boy Roscoe. Good job, Roscoe. Then we had a match of Derek Moss against Hatta. Again, two guys I really liked, so that was a tough match for me to call. Hatta kept it very entertaining, but when it comes down to it, Derek Moss made sure to pull out a great victory, and again, great job, Derek Moss. We even saw Brian Ely make a return out to ringside for an interview, as he let everybody know that after a year from having you know the heart surgery and his heart attack and everything else he is doing great he's been cleared and he will soon be back inside the ring so welcome back to the ring brian ely for the main event we had the alliance against guy smith and benz for the tag team titles honestly it looked like guy smith and benz were going to steal it they looked like they were actually going to pull off a big victory they were really well gelled together but it just took a little bit of a confusion and frustration. And unfortunately, Guy Smith left Ben's high and dry to be at the mercy of the Alliance, which then left the Alliance to retain their titles. So, kind of a bummer there. I was really hoping to see those two become the next tag team champions, especially with how well they were gelling for a while there. But it is what it is. Now. We got one more show from PWA in September, and that's this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. It's at the Beardstown Festival. It is PWA's Beardstown Beatdown. Now, we also are going to have a special guest there who's going to be doing the national anthem. It's somebody I know personally. She is an incredible vocalist. So I would definitely would say go and listen to that. You're not going to be disappointed. Also, of course, there's going to be some great matches some things that are going to be already mentioned is Nelson Six is going against Roscoe, my boy. The Alliance is going against the Jam Boys, which is Casey Jackson and the Mississippi Madman. So that's going to be a really good match. And then we have a Battle Royal match for the number one contender slot for the PWA Heavyweight Championship. So, yeah, some great stuff right there. It's going to be really awesome to go there to Beardstown and see all this. And also, just a little thing for Mr. Voice of PWA, Antoine Archie. In case you guys are into high and dry, don't worry. I do have somebody who could be a special guest, referee, for you if you need. Ha ha ha. You'll see what I mean later on. Don't worry. Alright guys, as I said though, September has been an amazing month. And October is looking just as great. So remember... Starting October 6th, we're going to be starting to go weekly, but we will be launching a new series in which we're going to honor the women who have locked up inside the squared circle. It is going to be a great series. I am so looking forward to it, and I hope that you guys will be too. This is the Sleeper Hole Podcast. I am Priest, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Sleeper Hole Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhole.com to comment on episodes, read our blog, for information about the quarterly charity, and more. See you in two weeks.